and we're back. Wound the Printer Games, the podcast about what's new and awesome in 3D printing for gamers. I'm one of your hosts, Jefferson J. Thacker, also known as Param, and I'm joined by... Person Sour is also known as Sound Mastery. You know, there's some episodes where we're like, like coming right up to it, where we're like, what are we talking about? There ain't been news in a while. I haven't. We've been busy with live stuff and printing hasn't happened. And we're just like really struggling to get like enough stuff to entertain y'all for a little bit. This ain't one of them weeks. This is not one of those weeks. This is one of them weeks when we got way too much to talk about. Indeed. Way too much. Uh, So this is going to be a very newsy focused episode. But before we jump into all the news, because Elegoo's got new printers. Plural. Mm -hmm. Sales are going wild. There's really cool Kickstarter stuff happening. Um, there's some really cool news happening in the 3D printing space. There's just been all in all a lot of fun things to keep us busy. But before we talk about any of that, what have you been up to, Kristen? Well, uh, D&D stuff. Uh, but a lot of different things. Um, first off, I uh, attempted. I picked up the Glare Beast from um, the Glare Beast. The Glare Beast from our Ar- Ar- Arc Villain did a little weird mini frontier that's like a super cool pumpkin beholder. Mm-hmm. And I was gonna like reprise this old pumpkin monster situation mm-hmm. in my Halloween. I had a whole bunch of Halloween games. I did like mm-hmm. day before Halloween pickup game. I did day of Halloween. I did I did I did all these different ones. And then I did a day of the dead game. And mm-hmm. it was just like Halloween bonanza of D and D last week. And so I had so much of that stuff. But um, I tried to do that that um, print, and um, I did a bad thing. Oh no! What did you do? I was using pre-supports. Yay! Usually pre-supports have been pretty good. Yes. But one thing I have found, uh-huh. mirroring my pre-supports sometimes is bad. I am so confused by that. I don't know I what it is. Never had a, I've never had mirroring not print perfectly. Yeah, that mirroring pre-supports has been uh, at least involved. Now, maybe it was something else. I did mention that my screen protector was a little speckled. It was a little but- dirty. Mm-hmm. So maybe that needs to be changed. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so my glare beast that I was all excited to like panic paint because this is me, right? Thursday this night. The glare beast, not the glitter beast. No, glare beast. It's, okay. it's like eyes. Nice. It's I was a, thinking of a completely different monster. I mean, it's totally not a beholder. It's a beholder that's a pumpkin. Anyway, um, mm-hmm. super cool though. But uh, yeah, so I, I prepped everything, for, uh, saw, saw that Thursday night. I'm like, this looks cool. I'm going to back it. I get the thing. I get the file. I go up. I set up the print job. I go work and I play a different D&D game at night because I play lots of D&D. Yeah, you've got way too many D&D games. <laughs> and I go up there Saturday morning after going and working and I get there and it's like, you know, I'm going to peel it off and cure it and do the whole thing. Nah, just mess. Nah. Disaster. <laughs> So um, that sucked. And, uh, you know, I, I think it was something I did, right? I think it was mirroring probably. It might have been the dirty screen tear. I don't know. But it, it that does seem to be involved in many, many of my fails. Oddly enough, if I mirror and then do my own supports, I never have problems. So okay. probably should have just done that. But I didn't have to be lazy. Yes. Are you using the STL baked supports or are you using Lachi supports? STL. Okay. That makes it even less likely that that should be a problem. I don't know. I don't that, know either. You should have been plug and play, play, right? Maybe try the Lachi supports and see if that happens because those are spontaneously generated every time you slice. 
you know, yeah, I'm not sure. But um, I did that and I was using Cheeto Box. I don't know if it's a mm-hmm. Cheeto Box thing. Um, and I was using the new version too. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, yeah, I did that and was freaked out. So what I instead did mm-hmm. is I went back and looked into the reaches of the gray piles. The gray piles? Like I have physical minis? No. Of the printed stuff I got super excited about when it came out, and especially mm-hmm. when I was first like mm-hmm. experimenting with resin combinations and doing all these things, I have a lot of unpainted stuff still. And so right. I went back and grabbed some angels and some other stuff from some other games and made these nightmare angels. I think I just sent you a picture of them. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, yeah, they, they're really they have cool. like three like, faces and yeah. they're pretty creepy looking. And you're doing the Dana Hal blending. I did. I did. And um, you know, I was super excited by it. They're they're very different and they have like screaming souls trapped in their swords and they're, they're clearly like angels that are like doing bad things or 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 hurting bad people. I don't know. But um I ended up painting those, ended up painting um you already saw my big snake, right? I showed off the big snake. Yes, right? you showed me the big snake. Big snake's great. Yeah, the big snake. I think I hit it because this was also in my Halloween game. I don't. I don't know if you're you're listening to this. You're you're missing this big green. He is a, uh, a gargantuan, I think, in D and D terms. It's from Mini Monster Mayhem. It's a fantastic model. It's supposed to be an ice snake, but I made it a big psychic nightmare snake uh, because one of the characters had like this big like phobia thing from her backstory at the very beginning of the game. So I did nightmares and then reprised all the bad guys they'd fought from like the beginning of the campaign. Cause I'm at, like, like the 20th level end of campaign arc for these three games. Mm-hmm. Cause I have two alternating Monday games and a Wednesday game. So it was like mm-hmm. big, huge D and D finale energy going on. Nice. Um, so that was that. And yeah, so I painted up a bunch of stuff that had been neglected and then I am, Avoiding the fact that I have a big mess in a resin tank that I need to deal with. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, like I found that resin tank messes are not terrible. You just run the cleaning function on your printer, mm-hmm. and then you do the little pre the the use support trick. Yep, yep. And you peel off the nightmare with the support. Yeah, yep. and then you like line the edge of it with paper towel because I'm clumsy. <laughs> And then you yes. pull it out. <laughs> you pull it out. And yeah, I'm, I'm also probably going to um, reset my resin too. Like, because sometimes I'll pull it out and just leave the resin like flowing around it as I pull it off. Mm-hmm. But I'll probably like, because I want to say this was the end of like a, a Frankenstein batch of mixed any cubic slash. Oh my God. You Sunlight. use your drag piles. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, I don't trust that resin. I mean, I've been doing, I mean, like. Some of us don't get sent a whole case of test resin sometimes, buddy. Anyway, yeah, speaking of uh, being, I need to check uh, my privilege. Cool, cool things being sent to us. Uh, we have a bunch of cool people in chat. We, we do have, have a bunch. And of Alex people. and Alberto and Troy and Troy? and David and Troy is of running a bolt action tournament this weekend. Way to go, Troy! Are you three D printing anything cool with that? Fort Wayne, Indiana. And evidently, cool. uh, the auto captions have us chatting about Cheeto resin, according <laughs> to uh, David. Nice. Yeah. Cheeto resin. Oh, and a Kingmaker. Oh, no. Ended in TBK. Session two. Oh, goodness. Sad panda. Alex, I hope they didn't weren't like, you know, like bespoke characters tied to your whole setting. Uh, Troy H. That test resin I can't talk about for reasons. And also um, that test resin is probably going back to the lab to get reformulated. (laughs) And of course, here I would be printing every last drop (laughs) 
even if it was terrible. But uh, the resin I can chat about is uh, the Vulcan resin that I got sent from um, Atlas. Atlas, the support people. Uh, I printed this big, big freaking dragon in it. That is an amazing dragon. I this do is... wish his wings were a little whiter. It does seem like he got tiny wings. But, but I found out a really cool thing. Yeah. So he has a saddle. Yeah. And I printed this one. And yeah. I print this is the Titan Forge High Elf Dragon. I printed it with the solar head. It has a lo- it has a lunar and a solar head option. Cool. And, and for for our listeners, the solar head is like its horns that looks like a big sunburst. The right. two horns coming together. It's really cool looking. Yeah. And uh they they all look really cool. Um, and it's printable with and without a saddle. And I printed but, it with the saddle just in case because I still haven't have still haven't picked a rider. And, but is the saddle like a plug-in? No, it's okay. it, the the body has like a version of it where it's got like the saddle and like all the straps on it. Yeah, it has a version that doesn't have that. But does the rider then fit different saddles? Sorry, I'm I'm preempting You're your question. Probably Tell getting ahead of the the point. I'm trying. Go to ahead. Here. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, but while I was printing this for me, a uh-huh. younger sibling wanted a cool dragon for the orc army. So I printed oh, their yeah. orc dragon that they did for their Badlands orc set. Tell me you have it. I want to see uh, it. He's in the house. I don't oh, have it. Handy. What's that, Panda? That's okay. I think I saw a little itty bitty picture on my phone. Yeah, it's cool dragon. Like it's very, it's a, it's they call it a mall wyvern. It's it's a, it's a big old big. It's actually a wyvern, not a dragon. It has the little stingy tail, uh, but it's yep. humongous and it has a gigantic big old mouth. Yeah, and it's very chunky orc vibes. Yeah, it yeah. goes well with the orkiness. Yeah. And it also has a saddle and the saddles match so the riders are interchangeable so titan forge has moved to the interchangeable rider world which i love and i got suspicious and i Mm -hmm. had an um because uh younger sibling was not happy with the orc that came with that one it's a nice looking orc but not the vibe that they were going for they've been printing uh artisan guild or not artisan guild yeah does it work with the artisan guild orc so i took i had an orc rider on this dire wolf like the chieftain with the big axe Uh uh-huh i was just like put my little hobby knife under there and popped him right off yeah it's perfect on the so we have a secret compatibility between artisan guild and and titan forges so that cool freaking orc with like i don't know if you've seen their savage orcs it's one of their earlier sets Mm -hmm. it's like this really cool warcraft looking orc with it i might have it out to the side and it just might have that so so badass yeah love that set love that set and you know cool cool wolf for it to ride and everything um and of course because it's artisan guild all the mounts and all the riders are completely interchangeable. And now mm-hmm. I know they're interchangeable with Titan Forge's mounts. Yeah. And then Titan Forge this month just released their high elf pack with modular high elves. Mm-hmm. So finding a rider for this thing just got a lot easier. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, that's cool. And not to mention, I believe we, there's a pretty cool mounted uh, artisan guild high elf set. There is. So you get options. I have tons of options. You get options. Also, the Artisan Guild uh, did a like a whole bunch of mountable dragons. Like they did one month mm-hmm. where it was like six different freaking dragons that could mm-hmm. be mounted. Yep. Oh, so my three dragon high elf army is like so within reach. I mean, like nice. I was half tempted to just do that and then just put him on a shelf and paint him up lovely because there, there is one disadvantage about this absolutely gorgeous dragon that titan forge put out 
Mm-hmm. How the hell can you get in helmet to and from a game store? I mean, he's on the bottom of your tray in a big padded. He's my entire tray. <laughs> <laughs> this thing is 13 inches tall. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Even, gosh, even my like big Nurgle guys are pretty big. Yeah, that's got to be kind of, I, I haven't, I haven't had to deal with this yet. I've just been happily, merrily making all these big, crazy minis. Uh, like the Eldritch Dragon, that would probably be in my Inrugal army too. At least if I was playing OPR. Uh, yeah, I don't know how I'm going to transit transit that. Yeah. At least he's mostly one piece, I think. Nice. He doesn't have wings. He just has big tentacles. All right. Which ties into my other project I've been working on. Mm-hmm. We've been playing Mass and Mystics board game. Mm. Very cool game. Um. And we played it stock because we mm-hmm. bought it that day on sale at the game store when they were having a weekend sale. Yep. Uh, we bought it and we brought it and we opened it up and the whole game group played it. It's kind of like our break between campaign arcs game. We do yep. one of those between major campaign arcs. And we're like, we'll play through all 10 missions of Mass and Mystics and then we will move on. Um, and we're having a blast with it. Fantastic, fantastic game. Love it to death. Um, we're all having a fun time. And it has PVC models as mm-hmm. most board game quality PVC models. Yeah, I, I, I've seen a paint up that you did, I think. Yeah, and I did a paint up of one of the mousies uh, that I should have had handy and do not. Oh, here it is. I will pull it up on screen here in a moment. A YouTube viewer who is not in chat has texted me uh-huh. saying, You're a little quiet. I'm a little quiet. Yeah. Okay, at this point, I am now maxed out. Yeah, you are much louder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hopefully that helps. So, yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, I, uh, so sorry. And I noticed a couple of things about the game. One is I painted up one of the mice as a test. Mm-hmm. And the details are so soft because it's PVC. And PVC is not a great, not a great way to do this. Um, because the, the 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 details are soft, and it's very hard to paint. And I kind of see why uh, when you're listening to the other painting focused podcasts, like Paint Bravely or mm-hmm. or Trapped Under Plastic, where they say, "Ooh, board game minis, ooh," and mm-hmm. I'm like, "No way can I get away with this." And I, so I painted up the model to the best of my ability, but it was super challenging because I had to. In, most of the details you see on this mini are details I had to create because right, they were not right. sculpted on him. There, there's no no slap chop in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am a little bit proud of the, the little muzzle, uh, yeah. like putting yeah. the fur texture on the gray muzzle to signal that this is a older miniature. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then by that, Cute. I mean the character is old. The right, is, right. But the also not that old. kind of a nice little bit of shade at the mini itself. <laughs> um, so I'm very tempted to just, you know what? I have the endless resources of 3D printing available to me. It's true. It's true. And the monsters are worse. Yeah. Um, and, and like, you know, I know a sculptor worked really hard to make these great, but PVC just loses detail. It doesn't matter where it started. Sure. Sure. Well, and, and there's also stuff that's done considerations that are made because of injection molds needing to come loose, et cetera, et cetera. And also it's a joint effort. I have insidiously begun to spread 3d printing through my gaming group. Mm. One of my friends, Chris, we talked about me doing the pumpkin project with him. 
Yep. Yep. He went and print one of the most important resources in this game is cheese. Because mm. cheese is how you get experience points. Ah. Mm-hmm. It's how you buy new abilities. It's also how you get re-rolls and all sorts of fun stuff. Um, so cheese is super important. And you spend cheese to also use your abilities. Gotcha. But they use little cardboard cheese tokens that look nice. You know, typical board game token stuff. Sure, sure. Like Catan or whatever. Right? Not super easy to handle. Mm-hmm. So he has pr- 3D printed a whole bunch of little cheese wedges, like 50 Cute. cheese wedges, and then painted them. So the real question is, is there like a Trivial Pursuit-esque wheel that they all fit into? So you could have like your cheese wheel also. Uh, so there is a wheel of cheese that comes pl- as it's part of the uh, the Doom counter. Is like every time that the bad guys would get a cheese token, it goes onto a little clock. Ah. And as the, when the wheel fills up, the chapter difficulty goes up. And also mm. it's heading closer and closer to the game over token. Ah, so like um, till the cats are loosed on you or something. Yes, yes. Um, we're looking at printing. We we tried and failed with one print of uh, a board organizer because it has it's reached the level of tokens that we want a board organizer, especially now that we've added custom cheese to the mix. I'm kind of thinking I can 3D print all these miniatures and replace them. And uh, so, like 3D printing has begun to enhance this board game, upgrading the board games. Next on print your games. Yes. It's we've kind too. of talked about it before with the inserts and stuff because uh, there's so many cool options for inserts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and I'm also surprised because this is a fairly popular game, so yeah. so there's like a ton of support for it out there. It's like nice. I, we have like a smorgasbord to choose from with inserts. We have a whole bunch of cheesy puns in in um, chat. <laughs> right? We have cutting cheese. We have lactose intolerance, mm-hmm. which I suggest you let go swiftly, Alex. Uh, and and uh, cheesy games, vegan cheese, all sorts of cheesiness in the chat. Lovely. But storing miniatures isn't the only thing I'm dealing with. Oh, you have pointed me towards a weird storing miniature thingy. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about um, this thing and why it excites you. Um, well, if anybody's been following the show for a while or just Param and I generally on social media, we have talked about um, there's a little metal rack you can get. They fit really nice in Calyx or other Ikea sort of furniture. Mm-hmm. And someone has taken that and adapted it to a printable solution. So Ooh. this is uh, collect orders, I think. I don't know, mm-hmm. but it's it's a it's a little modular um mini shelf collector thing and it works very similar to the exact same thing paramount i've been using on these metal shelves my question i think it looks really cool and it's mm-hmm. customizable in there you can run right. the inner link and you can form factor it however you want they are specifically again i believe those are even calyx shelves in their promotional picture they they call out by name calyx yeah yeah so like and there's all sorts of different form factors and slices and need like like different ways to, to work it so i think it's cool my question mm-hmm. becomes is the filament required cheaper than just doing the metal solution i don't know i think as a as a bespoke customizable i think this is really cool and i think that might be enough reason to get it right yeah also those shelves don't none of the shelf options i've run into fit perfectly into a calyx they all fit kind kind of of into kind of yes yes true and this is obviously a little bit more specifically exact right Mm -hmm. i I use that are like $25 $25 a piece. Yeah. Uh, and that are about the same size as these. And there's ones that I use that are like $30 a piece that are 
uh, from Ikea and they're mm-hmm. white and they're better. Oh, but they're also seen this. not available regularly because they have uh, like they have solid sheet metal uh, for their shelves, their letter shelves. Yeah. So instead of the little hole grates, so the minis stick a lot better to them with magnetized. I so also are those using shelves are not gloves? magnetized. Yeah, that's true. Which actually is one of the the bigger features. And um, again, I got that actually from you. Um, oh, before we they, start doing this they show, immediately I think. then show putting magnetic sheets onto the shelves. That's my right, right. Scroll. But it's not it's not native, obviously, right? Because you, you can order them. Sheets. You can yes. order bag trays from them as part of the Kickstarter. Oh, interesting, interesting. So it looks mm-hmm. like it's a it's an expandable marketing solution. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but I think it's cool, and I thought some people might might use it. Um, uh, it looks like you might also be able to order them pre-printed as well. Yeah, this looks like it's... Are you sure this is a 3D printed thing? Um, there was STLs for it. I swear to, swear to heavens. But anyway. Um, up at the top? No. Anywho, if I have steered us wrong, I apologize about that. They appear to not have STLs. I swear to God, we might be, um, we might be wrong. This might not be three D printed at all. This might just be cool freaking shelves. Well, well then, if I have steered us incorrectly, I apologize. Well, the price seems to be about the same as one is forty five dollars. Never mind. Anywho, okay, cool shelves, cool shelves. Check them out if you're into storage solutions, storage porn. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, I shouldn't say that. Probably, huh? Anywho, uh, moving on. Oh, might as well, since we're talking about Kickstarter, let's continue the discussion we had from last time. Elegoo's yep. big, gigantic room printer. <laughs> yes. Yes. We now have all the details because they've launched the Kickstarter for the Elegoo Orange Storm Giga. This is not following their normal naming convention at all. Well, it's just so big. Maybe maybe it's the orange dot on Jupiter. Although it would be weird that they'd be a bigger printer named after a smaller thing. I don't know. <laughs> so the Orange Storm Giga is a FD-owned printer that is massive. That is bigger than us. Yeah, you can sit in it. Yeah. Either one of us could easily sit in the middle of this thing. So I might break it by sitting in it. I mean... I Probably hope. not. I hope not. Um, the Orange Storm Giga has a print bed of 800 by 800 by 1,000 millimeters and a retail price of $1,500. We now have uh, more info about it. It's got clipper, so it's capable of very fast printing, which is nice. good if you're going to be printing big. It has multi-nozzle printing support, which is something David pointed out to me uh, before, no. where it will de- basically you hook up multiple nozzles at the same time to the printer uh, spaced out, and then it divides the giant bed into multiple smaller beds and prints multiple copies of whatever object you want simultaneously. So if you were hmm. using this for rapid, like, you know, actual uh, production line printing, this suddenly has another practical benefit. They showed it printing up to eight copies of an object simultaneously. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, That's cool. A it's, capable it's, of 300 millimeters a second printing. Which I, is still, I still feel like, nine. you know how I am. It's mm-hmm. FDM. It terrifies me. I feel like I would just come in and see so much spaghetti. I mean, especially with this printer, because this would be so much spaghetti. You could drown in it. Yeah. Yeah. And boy, that would be an expensive mistake. You'd need one of those chipper things where you can melt it back into filament. (laughs) Okay. 
has a heated bed that's divided into different sections that heat independently, which is Ooh. probably the only way to pull this off. Yeah, honestly, honestly. Bits. Well, I think I've pointed out before that the inconsistencies in the heating, even on my Mega X, sometimes can cause fails because it gets weirdly cool in spots. Uh, the other thing it's got going for it is that its uh, interface is a seven-inch tablet <laughs> that you can pull off the machine. Oh. And then just hold in your hand as you stand next to it because there is no way this is going on a table. This is going on the floor somewhere. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The uh, the Anycubic Giga, holy goodness. Um I think that this is exciting because it's the first massive scale printer available at a hobbyist uh, footprint. And they show the multi-printing. They show like printing terrain with it because, you know, that's of course like some of the most obvious things you would use this for. Um, It's got like really good build quality that they're bragging about. It's got like clipper and all the adjustments. It's got nice little multifunctioning belt. It's got the cool tablet interface. This is like, okay, yeah, this is not the build-it-yourself-in-a-garage craziness that we've shown off a little bit on this show to get the giant-sized printers. They're also introducing their 5-kilogram rolls of filament at the same time as this printer because you will need them. Right, right. I mean, that's going to just chew up filament. And then you start to see some things they printed, including a doghouse and a scale model of the Capitol building. And entire, like the entire bridge terrain for gaming. That's one freaking piece. Also, that is. I don't think they printed the child, though. No, but they're. <laughs> what is that? What is that called? That ship? Like, I, I know it has a name specifically. And I'm. Zoom in. I, I can't quite see. It's, it looks. It's. This is a take on the Space Marine ship that oh. cost like a billion dollars off of Forge World. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I'm so sorry. My my, my games workshop is having a, a tongue tie moment. Um, originally, there was an early bird price of twelve hundred fifty dollars, but that is long since gone. And there are several print waves into it at fifteen hundred dollars as the buy in. And overall, like we we kind of went over our excitement last time. I'm not sure that this is a practical printer for anybody. <laughs> I'm sure that there are some people that would absolutely find great use out of this printer. I'm sure that I would love to have one. Oh, sure. I mean, my, my thought immediately goes to things like people who do um, flyable air, airplanes and stuff like that. Like, mm. where they're going to need that, like, you know, huge uh, and and the like solidified chassis, right, is really important for those things. Mm-hmm. And so I, I could see some hobbyists like that for sure. I mean, it would also be really cool to just print off an entire castle. Mm-hmm. That'd be pretty neat. You know, like we we talked about um, at one point in time, uh, printing like using um, the the town builder to do like whole dungeon floors, and yep, you could you could just do the entire dungeon floor for your table, yep. and print it off as one solid piece. It would be cool, I, it, you know. It's even setting up like a big building in dungeon in in, in, in town builder, which I've I've got like. Uh, an embarrassing amount of expansions for, by the way, mm-hmm. um, is is time consuming. And I found more and more that I would just go into the community files and just find buildings people already built. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the that's one of the best things about moddable, customizable games. It's like it's one of the things I like about like the work we're doing over at OPR with the Army Forge Builder is the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of fan armies that I can 
well, I want to play this weird faction of minis. Well, one of the fans already did all the work for me. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, David Wickham's just mentioned the Worganizer Leviathan Kickstarter. I, I didn't see this. What is it? I'm curious. I have no idea what that is, but uh, look it up and, and while we, we chat. I am doing I, some... This is also me. Like right now, a lot of the stuff at that that level, like the miniature cases and stuff, has to be printed in like chunks. Um, like we saw that really cool miniature case that looks like a treasure chest that was a little bit ago, and we've seen a few uh, things like that. Um, a printer this size becomes a practical choice then, because like printing things like cases, like to travel your miniatures in or to hold photography equipment perfectly. You could print an entire, we were talking about board game organizers. You could print an entire board game box custom. Like imagine a, a, a mice and mystics box that has like embossed mice on it with like oh, a yeah, logo yeah. in 3d. And then like it lifts off and all the stuff is perfectly like, there's so much coolness that you can do when you're able to manufacture at this scale. I'm going to have to say David has pointed something cool. Uh, it is in fact a uh, mini box for the entire Leviathan set. That's pretty, what? pretty nifty. It's a 3D printed modular storage and transport solution for wargaming. Hey, maybe you could fit your dragon in this. Oh, um, one case would hold the dragon. Yeah, yeah. I sent you, sent you the files, and it's it looks actually pretty slick. It's better than it's, it's a better topic than the one I I, I thought I see saw. So I like it because it's actually files this time. <laughs> yes, uh, and it's only four days left though. Yikes. Okay, so it's a very similar concept, but this time portable. So yeah, it's a, just a slotted case yep. that has yep. different inserts. Uh, I see magnetized inserts. I see the little slot inserts that hold the bases that have the angle. I see a little case at the bottom to hold 3D stuff. Yeah, yeah, this is a very cool concept. This is a, uh, I've seen a few of these. Uh, oh, the rubber band tray. That's a neat idea. Mm, yep. That is fun. This is very cool. This how is much is cool. the back? I'm just curious. But again, to print something like this, you mm -hmm. would need to print it in like you can see with the print itself. It's divided into ten inch by ten inch sections because that's the size of your average FDM printer. No. Whereas with this thing, you could print the whole whole thing yeah. at the same time uh, and assembled. Just for a quick info, uh, 33 for the base case, uh, 47 to include the stretch goals. I think it's interesting that the stretch goal inclusion is an upper a higher price point that's fascinating um and then uh 235 bucks if you want to be able to sell them yourself mm, a little for, slot on the side to hold the rule books i mean there's there that's this, pretty this cool. one's much this one's very clever yeah very nice like it. david thank you only takes 25 pounds that was great uh two two and a half spools to print he says oh i have five spools in the box sitting in my storage right now that i was wondering what i was going to do with them Oh, I like this, like a folding table attachment. That's I mean, honestly, idea. this seems like a good thing to pair with that. Uh, the painting case, right? Just take this in your painting case and you can even like have a little station where you're working on your minis. If you had to like, I don't know, be in a hotel room frantically painting an entire army before you demoed it the next day, for instance, it might be a good thing to have. I mean, yeah, it's not like I'm going to be at Adepticon or anything. So. <laughs> Oh, my travel plans have drastically expanded lately. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just need to, you know, find my sponsor to like take me to these events. That's what I need. <laughs> oh my gosh, my dude! You know it's not like that. Like, oh, well, you're working. I get you're working. I get yeah, you working. I am working my 
butt off. I am exhausted and in pain at the end of these days. Oh, I, I understand. I just, I, I was trying not to say another uh, less flattering relationship between me and another entity, uh, which, yeah. Well, moving on and forward. And another Kickstarter, maybe. Another Kickstarter. Really? What's the Kickstarter? And this one's definitely printer oriented. Uh-huh. But it's in that in that Ballywick that terrifies me. Modding uh-huh. your printer. Uh, there is a, a Kickstarter for turning your printer into a multiple filament printer called the Coprint Chroma Set. So this one is super kind of interesting. I I dig it in the concept stage because we've seen a lot of printers coming out like the Bamboo Labs and uh, is, it has been like really specializing in like multicolor printing and yep. they have like an a, 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 a add-on for their printers that, that makes them multicolor and all their printers are set up to handle this. But most printers aren't. Right. Most printers aren't. And it's been a, it's been a user hack for a while in like in the, Modding out your your um, um, enders and, and homemade printers and making them multicolor filament that's been a thing for a while. Sure, sure, but even very even expensive printers, even the two filament multi extruders, uh huh. I I was I was out, you know, because yeah. it just looked too complicated for me. But this is a whole nother level. So this is like a really clever. It's got clipper built into it. Um with a multi extruder that replaces the extruder on your printer. And then all the accessories you need to turn a, they have like a list of supported printers, which is a very broad list of most of the popular brands. So odds are your printer is yes. Upgradable. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, check the Kickstarter to see that we, we, we at printer games do not, do not yes, take indeed. liability for I said odds are odds <laughs> are. Yes. That's a qualifying statement. And but it's, it's, it, it looks really well put together and it yeah. turns your thing into it. Not only makes it multicolor, but it then adds, if you don't have clipper, it adds clipper uh, for input shaping to get very high speeds. So even if like, so like I've been talking about my Neptune three, thinking about upgrading it to a Neptune four, just so I can get clipper. And if I wanted to, I could buy this kit and achieve that and multicolor at the same time without upgrading to the Neptune four. Indeed. But this is where the word, but comes in. Mm-hmm. The word, but is a uh, price point. Probably the I price guess. point. Yeah. If you want to get in at the one that adds clipper and multicolor, you need the clipper period. So either your printer has clipper you and then you get the KCM set, which is four hundred and six US dollar dues. Hmm, yeah. Or you get the one that adds clipper to your printer for four hundred and fifty-seven dollar dues. I mean, we're still just in the couple Leviathan box sets range, right? I know, but that's like <laughs> three Neptune fours. So sure, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. So like this is a very cool project. And I don't know who it's for. It looks like it has funded, though, hasn't it? I do believe so. Yeah. So, like, good on them. Yeah, it's it's way funded. $300,000 out of 12000 It's a neat concept. And and also, like, assuming the key that's updated, it does mean that, like, it's a kit. Once you have it, you can then take it with you from printer to printer because now the feature set is independent of your printer. Right, right. So it's, that's a very cool thing. 
and it opens up some possibilities like there's not a ton of multicolor support for like max size printers what i mean by that are like the ones that are 20 inches by 20 inches build volumes um which is very nice but not quite you can sit in it um and our, and our you could get like a neptune 4 max get the it has clipper so you wouldn't need the clipper you grab the 400 add-on and suddenly you're able to print gigantic things and cosplay pieces in full color that is a very practical application yep <sighs> but boy is it expensive it it's is an expensive upgrade it is uh, it probably is worth it but like that's 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 at that price point, then I'm looking at like, like maybe a K1C, like a Bamboo Labs K1C with the with the multi-thread add-on, because you know then it's all in one. I am worried about. I also am hesitant. Like if you're a gearhead, super into customizing your printer, this is perfect for you. Well, yeah, but and I'm I think that there. that's that three hundred thousand dollars, right? Obviously, is that yeah. like ultra enthusiast, like. Yeah. The same people who are like the day they get it, they replace the hothead. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Of course, I, I literally saw that. I was like, "Hey, I'm setting up my Mega X and did it on." Someone said, "You need to do the following things." I was like, "Um, I, you want me to basically buy a second printer and replace it all?" Okay, uh, yeah, no. When I bought my Ender Three, that was what it was like. It was like a giant list of messages I got from uh, various fans, like with like giant replacement part lists and. Ultimately, it scared me off FDM printing for a little while after I tried to do it. And, like, I know, very lame, very lame. I needed to be a better 3D printer than that. Um, but I like it. I like the hobby of 3D printing. And I mm -hmm. like the hobby of sculpting and customizing and kit bashing. Right. My hobby fun is not building my own printers. Yeah. Well, for me, it's, it's kind of a double-edged sword because, like, I, when I think FDM, I think terrain, and my other big crafting hobby is handcrafting terrain out of foam core and stuff. So, like, I'm like, it becomes this question because I have proven to myself mm -hmm. I can design and cut foam faster than I can get an FDM print job done. Mm -hmm. So there's there's a weird question of like detail. Really, is what I want. Like, if I want like a, I did a gate from. I want to say it was from. Um, Cripple God Foundry actually, and it was an, a functional dwarven gate that like pulls open and stuff and does all this cool stuff. And it was really fun to print that off and paint it up, and it looks neat. But like you know, I, if I don't need a functional door, and actually I've actually even made some foam core functional doors too. But if I don't need it and I don't need that level of detail, then I can bust out a foam core piece really fast. So mm. and they're big; you can do big fast. But um, it's it's the detail that I can't really match. But we got other stuff still. Speaking yeah. of speaking of stuff that surprised me, mm -hmm. you sent me a link from BlizzCon. Yeah, so there's a new game out for in the Warcraft universe called Warcraft Rumble. It's a fun little actiony game, mobile-ish game. Um, yeah, so it's like a phone game or a tablet game, right? Yeah, yeah. I think you can play it on PC too, but it's okay. like. You, you, I'm really not sure how the game plays. I've, I, I, I saw my sibling playing it today, and I was like, it looked a lot like Team Fight Tactics, but evidently I was wrong in my assumption when I said so. Okay. Um, so I'm not really sure how the game plays, but it looked fun. Lots yeah. of little Warcraft characters were beating the crap out of each other. 
Yeah, it looked like to me when I was looking at it, it looked like a slightly more kid-friendly Warcraft version. And so, one of the things that surprised me is with the launch of the game, they decided to release the character models for the game as 3D printable files released under Creative Commons. This blows me away, people. This does. So, like, tons of famous, like, if you're a fan of any of the Warcraft stuff, like, Jaina Proudmore is here, Tyrion Forgering's here, like, just generic Worgen and Griffin Riders, Maeve Shadow Songs here. The really cool freaking Harvest Golems are here. A bunch you, of spell effect. Yes, to say you knew what I was excited about the second I saw it. I was like, "There's spell effects and they're free. What? And there's a lot of them now. Karen Bloodhoof. There's Gromash Hellscream. There is something I I was a little questioning about though, and you're gonna have mm-hmm. to help me on this. A lot of these don't look like physically possible. Um, I think they are. I'm curious because, like, even like like those ice shards. Like, what mm-hmm. is is there a support there? What's what's happening? I like the know. physics, the physics. I'm gonna have to dig into this because you're gonna have to get a flat base and then. Right, right. Oh my gosh, they have the Scarlet Citadel girl. They have Onyxia. The dragon is. Here. Oh no, no! It's it's the Scarlet Citadel Inquisitor girl. White Mane. I have killed White Mane so many times. Yeah. And I suspect many a D&D player would love to kill her again. <laughs> They've got the kobolds with the candles on their heads. <laughs> no take candle. Yeah. Oh, boy. The, the, the scars. <laughs> I played so much WoW back in the day. Uh, so much. But yeah, that's cool. And like, again, just the idea that this it's is just something. It's all very but yeah. uh, you can't hear me, can you? I heard I hear a crackle suddenly. It's very distorted. I don't know what's up. Thumbs up if you can hear me. I can hear you. Okay, but I just hear I can't hear you crackling. All right, stall, stall. I'm going to stall. Well, I'm just going to talk about the fact that this stuff looks super cool and it's free. And I've never seen Blizzard just hand out something like this. This used to be like, do a quest, do a thing, spend 1995. And here you can have the thing. But here we instead have like all this stuff for free. And, you know, despite the, the chibi and cuteness and, and fun cartooniness of it all, the spell effects, um, you could easily paint up to fit with nearly any style of game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they also be really great little tokens for for any game too. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, just like even board games, like we were saying, upgrading the board game thing. Like, how many times have you had like a, a lightning or a, a a fire marker, right? Deep breath, a dragon's breath token. Yeah, yeah. And there's like little bombs. I almost was like a little. You could use as a Final Fantasy bomb. Little dragon eggs with a dragon <laughs> on top of it. Little baby dragons. St- Speaking of which, mm-hmm. I have I have an odd question for you. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about games that don't need miniatures but still using for them, using them for them? I mean, they're good if there's a good reason to. I just so I am uh, exploring Fabula Ultima also in addition to playing um, my my D and Dness. And I don't know if you're familiar with this, but that's the TT JRPG. Yeah, it won the Indian for best game it, this year. Yeah, one year the game of the year, and it is a fantastic little system. It's mm-hmm. super like for being a, a much more um, minimal rule set. It is mm-hmm. still incredibly customizable, which I think is super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, 
It also requires multi-classing, which of course I adore. Right. Uh, but yeah, oh. it doesn't it doesn't have minis auto, auto, you know, automatically, but um, there are ways to use them. And I'm just kind of curious if folks like, I don't know, I, I, I want I them for it. I think miniatures are important for a lot of different reasons, even if they're not immediately obvious. Um, if I remember Fabula Ultima, it does use front rank, back rank as its yes. default way of handling it. Yes. And we've already seen like uses of that in 3D printing where you 3D print the little ultimate dungeon terrain and divide the, the circle into front rank, back rank. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, and our, our, my favorite is close near far. Yeah. Um, it's a great way to do it. And having miniature tokens to visualize that. Like you, you don't have to go full. I'm... I'm 2.3 inch and do i make my charge roll you don't need to go that far uh with miniatures they're still very good way to shortcut visualize relative positions on the table um which is often all you need for games even if i'm just running front near right. far i will often throw minis out to just like front rank back rank so people know what's happening without having to be like grid by grid tactics yeah, no, I just, I, I do have players that have a Fantasia. I think I mentioned this before. Mm -hmm. And I've just been thinking about for those games where it is kind of like native. It's actually interesting. I, I talked to the creator of the game and he had been testing kind of a grid-based combat expansion pack for it. And he decided to scrap it. And so it actually, it's available only on the Patreon if you want it. Mm -hmm. um, and you can't find it anywhere else. And he, he actually won't support it anymore. So that one little release is all there is and all there will ever be so mm -hmm. but i'm just curious because you know i love me my minis and the mic can i can i let go of minis for a game i don't think i can I mean, so you could but there's no reason you have to and right. plus having a little 3d representation of your character that you custom painted is just fun to have at the table well, not to mention, if I'm going for the JRPG vibe, I could get like RNE Studios or like mm -hmm. all those other like um, you know things like, and also like if you're bargain bin shopping, you can find some Anima Tactics minis. Those are fantastic. So like, I think there's there's reasons for it for sure. Let's see. Thank you for indulging that random skip. No worries. Uh, we're we're running out of time, so I think it's important to hit the other bigish news right now. Mm -hmm. which is that a lot of the quote-unquote early Black Friday sales have already started with 3D printing. And, you know, 3D printing loves sales. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the major manufacturers are running big sales right now. Specifically, Anycubic and Elegoo seem to be at like a little knife-off standoff with each other about their, their particular pre-sale to the point that their websites are almost carbon copies of each other. Well, you know what I, I of course, was excited by uh the resin's really cheap right now. cheap resin <laughs> and i wanted I'll, let's break away that as a separate topic i've noticed that just in general the pricing of resin has begun to tank mm -hmm. there's been so much cheap resin. i picked up a lot of elegu abs like for just 20 bucks a bottle before these sales even started yeah yeah and any cubic is running 15 bucks a bottle on i know it's like right now that's amazing yeah, and that's cheaper than the Sunlu stuff. I think I got. Yeah, and I mean, I think Sunlu is a big part of why because it's like cheap resin that isn't nonsense. It's good. It's so much better than that rich opto stuff. And right. I actually am almost done with my second case of Sunlu this year. Wow! Didn't you just get that case a couple of months ago? No, it was a few months ago. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But it's I'm I'm almost almost done okay. with it. Okay, I, I I appreciate that you are dedicated to this hobby. <laughs> <laughs> 
you print so much more than I do. Like I, right. I had to pull myself back to just printing stuff I'm actually going to paint and use. Because well, I was like running I, out of places to store this stuff. I did mention I have my my uh, secondary shelf pile of shame. That's the printed shame pile. Mm-hmm. Not to mention the massive uh, my miniature or not was it miniature market clearance mm-hmm. closet. Uh, and I still need to mail you these freaking I know. cases of undead. Yeah, sure. <sighs> Sun yeah. offer they offered a Mars free if you bought enough. I did not hear that. That's cool. Well, I mean, especially as cheap as Mars's are on this sale. Like right now, I there's there's an unbeatable deal right now. If you want to get started in the miniature 3D printing hobby right now or, or in resin printing uh, aspect of it. There is the the Elegoo Mars Three is available um, for one forty USD. Wow! And if you go to the Pro with the built-in resin filter or the the air filters, it's only one fifty nine, and that is a crazy good printer. Super detailed prints. You will you will love the models you pull off that printer. It is one of the small uh, original like. Uh, with a 5.2 inch screen. Yeah. But if you're not doing terrain, you're just doing the minis. That's mm-hmm. that's fine. Mm-hmm. You know. How uh, big is this? 6.6, 6.6 inch screen. Okay. So, so you're still bad. getting Yeah, you're getting huge minis on that for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, maybe not gargantuan always, but And and trust us, even a small printer like that will print faster than you can paint them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially if you you get excited because there was a time I was just literally queuing up the next job. Mm-hmm. When I would go up, I would I would take off the thing and start curing it, and then start the next print job and just go. And if you do that for a couple weeks, mm-hmm. you are going to be buried in minis. If you want to kick it up a little bit, the Saturn 8K is back in stock. I did not Ooh. think that would happen. I thought that thing would only exist for a little bit of time and then disappear forever. Because I'm pretty sure it's just spare parts <laughs> slapped together into a printer. Nice, but it's like it's a great combination. It's an 8K screen on a 10 inch bed, uh, which is like everything you want, uh, yeah. mono screen and all that jazz for 270. Oh, that is a pretty good that is a bargain for getting into the how hobby. much was your other one, your other Saturn, your new uh, one? 500 500 okay. so for the, the, the Saturn uh, 3 Ultra, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and then. You know, there's cells on all their other printers too, but those are the two that that kind of, that uh, sort of jumped out at me. Yep. Um, their their resin is down to like twenty ish dollars per bottle. Still not bad. Yeah, and then over at Anycubic, the resin is kind of the star of the show because they've got their resin all the way down to as much as fifteen dollars uh, fifteen dollars a bottle if you buy enough. Yep. And their filament is down to thirteen dollars per kilogram hmm. if you buy not that much to hmm. get that print so this is a great time to stock up i do warn against stocking up on resin though resin yes. does have about a six month life on your shelf before it's useless it, it becomes iffy i would say i have i have successfully printed decent little jobs with like about eight nine months old resin mm-hmm. but yeah it starts to get spotty it will not last a year yeah so so even if you're going to go out and quote get a great deal on resin, like don't Costco membership this. It's not going to keep. Uh, so yeah. just remember that resin Unless is you are... a perishable product. Yeah. 
filament lasts a long time as long as you keep it in its sealed container. Right, right. When you and break as long that as seal, you put a timer on it. But but until you break that seal, you haven't. I would just say commit to printing a lot if you're going to need a case. Yes. Because I am coming up to very close to that mark on that last, mm-hmm. I think, one bottle left. Suddenly, <laughs> Lou is offering a three, a free Mars Three Pro if you buy enough resin. Well, that's a <laughs> way to. If you wanted to start a print farm business, this might be a way to. I don't know that, like, if you're getting into this hobby, that's a great way to do it. Um, it's a great way to get a nice second printer, though. Yeah, I, I mean, did I, enjoy I, having a smaller second printer when I borrowed my friends for a little while. That did make life a lot easier to be able to run two print jobs simultaneously. Let's see, Blasted Semifledge says several year old resins for test prints, and it was okay, but I don't recommend it. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I would I was about to say my oldest print job was Mm -hmm. an anycubic translucent orange. Mm -hmm. And I did it at 13 months and it printed. But it's also but the but the translucents are much harder, I feel like, and and they're also a little bit more brittle. So I your mileage may vary, but that's my oldest print was with that uh, translucent orange. Mm-hmm. And with that, I think we've run out of topic uh, or um, more than that. We've run out of time to responsibly sure. introduce new topic. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, shout out. Anything? Shout out. Do you have any shout outs? Uh, I'm just going to throw out that uh, Cripple God's pre-marketing sign up for their Kickstarter of uh Blade, what is it? Blade, Blade Port, which is their whole big city set up. Um, very comparable to like it feels like to um, the stuff that Ian Lovecraft's done with some of the stuff. If you want a second city to go along with your pirate city, you just got if you did that Kickstarter, Blade Port might be a good yes, second that was a city. Good Kickstarter. Yeah, it looks really oh, I'm excited to get the files. Um, and also, uh, I believe uh, Ice City 2 is also kicking off too. I just saw, um, which I believe is also, that is Ian Lovecraft, isn't it? Ice Frost City 2, 2, yeah. Frost City 2, sorry. Frost City 2 mm-hmm. uh, just kicked off. And I'm like, do I do I need another Frost City? I don't know. But if you are playing like Frost Grave, right? Obviously, mm-hmm. that seems to be the thing. Oh, Frost Grave is a fun game, by the way. It's Very actually fun. by STL Collectibles. Yeah, oh, Rafael Moreno. It's not, it's not Ian Lovecraft, but still really cool. Check it out. I do not have any shout outs right now. Um, oh, uh, it's a little late, uh, but OPR put out a free Pumpkin King model. Hmm. If so, uh, there was lots of free Halloween models out in the world. Yep. Um, go get them. I'm going to say from the, the stuff we've been talking about with um, industry churn and fatigue and stuff and then mm-hmm. the creator pull, I have seen a spectacular amount of amazing Halloween minis coming out in November's collections. So like <laughs> if, if you are still feeling spooky, go check out like uh, mini monster mayhem. I'm, I, I feel like I'm a stand for them lately. You know, snake, mm-hmm. right. Uh, has a massive undead set. Mm-hmm. And these are like going to be your show stoppers, right? Mm-hmm. Massive um, undead minotaurs, centaurs, 
um, big like skull serpent things. There's oh, yeah. a ton of those. And I feel like this was probably the Halloween set that didn't quite make it on time is what it felt mm-hmm. like to me, but I could be wrong. Um, I remember they did that one set with this like massive skeleton king, like holding people as puppets and it was creepy as hell. Yeah. It's like the perfect campaign ending boss fight. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of other like Halloween minis kind of rolling in kind of like, Hey, by the way, if you're still interested <laughs> that are showing up a little late. So I'm not surprised if it happened to y'all too, but um, pumpkin King sounds cool. Do we have a picture of it? Can we see a picture? Oh uh, yeah. One hmm. second. Uh, but while I pull up that picture, if you want to support us at printer games here, one of the best ways you can do that is to like comment and subscribe to us on YouTube or review us on Spotify or iTunes. If you listen to us there um, and any way to get the word out, if you want to find more about this podcast, you can do so over at printyourgames.com. We're also available on all the socials. And, and here is the pumpkin. King. Oh it's a, it's yes. a dull hand. It's a dual hand. It's a dual hand. Hey, it's a pump. Hey, dual hands are amazing. And it came out uh, just as we're launching the vampires. So it, it absolutely can serve as a uh, undead champion on horse. Very cool. Very cool. Which uh, there is a whole new undead uh, army, by the way, not to promote your, your company for you, but it's amazing. Mm-hmm. You should go check it out. Uh, I did notice, by the way, they had some like sunbursts and stuff. So if you're doing the Ixalan uh, Conquistador vampires, they might also double as your your army for that so anyway mm-hmm. until next time i'm jefferson j thacker also known as param i'm chris and also known as seventh mastery and don't forget to use your screen protector